0: Boom, people, welcome back to the show. So today we're gonna talk about the top 10 myths around launching your own fund. Hope you guys enjoy, peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around and now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is gonna give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Boom, people, welcome back to the show. So today we're gonna talk about the top 10 fund myths that you need to know. So let's kick it off. Number 10 is you need a license to run a fund. Now, it's a question I get all the time for people. What licenses, regulations do I need? So if you guys remember from previous videos, I talk about if you don't charge a management fee and you're not trading on public markets, you're not trading uh, futures or commodities or forex trading and you don't charge a management fee, you don't need to have a license. Now you have to set it up the right way. And I have other videos that talk about how to set up a fund without a license, but you can do it. Guys, I run, I've ran two funds. We're launching our third fund right now. I do not hold any licenses currently. All right, number nine is you need to be old and wise to run a fund. There's no way a young guy like me could run a fund. If you look back a few episodes, I did an interview with Sam Yaffa. So Sam is an incredible kid, started a fund out of college in Southern California, now runs White Lion Capital. They do direct VC investing into companies that directly benefit millennials. Sam's in his early 20s and his pitch to investors is there are plenty of devices and things that an old wise 60-year-old person would have no idea if that's cool or not to the younger generation. Sam and his team says, "Hey, our value we bring to a fund or to an investor is we can see what's cool, we can see what's promising, we can look at the trends better than anybody else because we are also the consumer. This led Sam to be one of the early investors in LimeBike. So LimeBike, you know the the scooters you see on beaches and cities, they were one of the first investors in LimeBike. His funds have done very well in his early 20s. Number eight, you need some crazy computer algorithm or model to run a fund. Yes, there's guys like James Simons and Kenneth Griffin that have these crazy quantitative funds that do all sorts of math and, and calculations, however, There's an almond farm fund that I just heard of. All they do is they go buy and sell almond farms. That's it. That's their entire fund model. They come to an almond farm. It's mom and pop almond farm. They ran it for years in California They say, hey, we like your farm. How much do you make? What's your overhead? And if they see that it's making a good profit every year, they say, great, we'll buy it. And here's our multiple. They don't go on the back and run these crazy calculations. Yes, they have a model. Yes, they run through a a few numbers to make sure it's a good deal, but it doesn't take uh, massive servers and rooms and and offshore programmers to make it happen or hiring quants from NASA to make your algorithms work, right? Relatively simple funds, real estate funds are that way. There are funds that go out there that are funds that just flip houses, that's all they do. Guys, people without a high school degree can flip houses right? There's lots of people flipping houses. You watch a couple of YouTube videos, you can flip a house. They go out and say, instead of flipping one house, let's flip 20 houses. So yes, some fund managers do have the crazy quantitative stuff, but a lot of small funds don't. That's like comparing saying, well, there's no way I could ever, ever start a company unless I was like Google and had hundreds or thousands of engineers. And it's like, no, obviously Google has the money they can pay for those, but starting small, you can start a company without hundreds of engineers. Number seven, you need some type of fancy Ivy League degree to run a fund. Yes, you see though, the Wall Street poster boys that have these amazing degrees. However, there are hundreds, even thousands of small funds like me and you, that guys that barely even graduated college but are crushing it in their space. If you look back at one of our videos, the fund launch formula explains how my dad pitched a deal over the degree and they were beating out Harvard guys pitching the same investors. So debunked, you do not need an Ivy League degree or some fancy pedigree to launch a fund. Number six, you have to hire expensive lawyers or accountants to start. A lot of people ask me, Bridger, how much money is it to start? And yes, if you were to go out cold on the street and hire lawyers, it would probably cost you 25, 30 grand to set up a fund at the minimum. However, I was able to launch my fund for about $5,000. My entire fund, that's not syndicate deals. Syndicate deals are even less than that because I grabbed old legal templates, good legal templates for previous funds. I used them, edited them for my own fund. In our mastermind group, we actually give you these documents and help you get them ready to take them to a lawyer. And instead of spending 25, 30 grand, you end up spending about three or four, maybe five grand on legal docs. If you're interested in the mastermind, you click the link below, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. You can see more about what we offer in our mastermind program where we have mentors come in and help you launch funds. A little plug there for the mastermind. All right, number five, fund managers don't make that much money. It's not that lucrative to be a fund manager. Are you kidding me? Don't need to look around again. Like fund managers, if you look on just Google how much money fund managers make, they were some of the top earners of last year were all fund managers. There's a reason a book about fund managers is written called more money than God. So I'm not even going to address this topic. Fund managers make a lot of money. It's one of the most lucrative vehicles on the planet to make money. Number four, there is a lot of regulation to start a fund. Yes, this is true. There is regulation. The SEC is the overarching referee for a lot of financial practices and services. And yes, you need to comply with SEC regulations. And that's why our channel has got, gained a little bit of traction is we help people understand SEC compliance, how to file funds, how to use funds. The example I always give is if you walked into a football stadium for the first time ever, you never even heard of American football. You walk in and you just start to watch the game. I'm gonna bet after 30 minutes, you're gonna be pretty confused, pretty bored, and thinking, who are these crazy Americans that they have punts and there's a fourth down and there's a flag and they gotta go back and forth and their turnovers, intercepted? What is going on in this game? However, if someone sat down next to you for 15 minutes, explained the rules of football, what a punt is, what a touchdown mean, what a field goal is, After about 15, 20 minutes, you could probably understand the rules of the game and might actually even like it by the end of the game. The same thing is true with financial services. A lot of things on the surface seem very complex. They seem out of, and left field, you don't understand how things work, however, if someone like one of our mastermind mentors sits down with you, or my dad, or, or other of these mentors we brought on, sits down with you and set, and teaches you the rules of the game, things get a lot easier and become pretty easy to play. And you can start figuring out strategy and figure out, oh, on a third down, we should do this, or on a fourth down, we should do this. The same thing is true in the fund space. Once you learn the rules of the game, everything else gets easier. And that's what, what I'm here to teach you about is the rules of the game. Number three, you need to know a lot of people with money. Yes. this does help if your grandpa's a billionaire, that would help if you're starting a fund. But for most of us, we don't have a grandpa who's a billionaire, so we've gotta reach outside the box. Now there's two ways that I talk about this without raising capital. Number one is you can figure out how to raise capital. Go and either work your way in or buy your way in. We have previous videos on that. Secondly though, is you can partner with somebody who already is very good at raising money. There are people out there that have spent their entire careers making connections and meeting wealthy people so that one day Someone like you can approach them at launching a fund and they can be your partner and help you launch a fund. I go back to my dad's original funds, his first funds, he's an okay money raiser. He partnered with an incredible money raiser and them together raised the money and managed the money, did very well. Now, my dad's a co founder of a $20 billion family of funds. He did it by partnering, finding people who had the skill sets that he didn't have. Number two, you need lots of time to run a fund, it's very time intensive. And I would I would agree with this. Yeah, it is time intensive to run a fund. It's like anything in life. It's like anything in life. You gotta put effort and time towards it, but what other thing are you gonna put time towards that's more valuable and gonna make you more money than running a fund. So yes, it does take time to run a fund. However, it's one of the best vehicles on the planet to make money, most lucrative path to do it. So your time, what's better spent than going after one of the best vehicles on the planet? Yes, you can keep working your nine to five job, starting your small little business, or you can dedicate yourself to a fund. I love Steven Schwartzman, he's the co-founder of Blackstone, one of the largest funds in the world, managed over $300 billion, credible fund. He says, it takes about the same amount of work to start a small company, small organization, small house flip, as it does to do a big company, or a big organization, or a big flip. So why not, if you're gonna spend the same amount of time doing either one, why not spend time going big? I love Steven Schwartzman's attitude toward that and he did that with Blackstone, their first fund. They raised a billion dollars in their first fund, biggest raise ever on a first fund and they've crushed it ever since. But I think that is true for a lot of us. A lot of us play too small because of some theoretical false beliefs in our head that we can't do it or we can't succeed and get there. And that segues us into number one, the top myth about launching your own fund is, Bridger, I just don't know if I'm up to the task. And this is a is a fantastic question. I've felt this many times. Is I am am I up to the task of running a fund? This is where a lot of these questions dovetail into. Well, I don't have a degree. I don't know the people that are have money. I don't know how to manage. I'm not old enough to manage. I don't have the experience. I don't have the confidence to manage money or manage a fund. And yes, it's true, I've said this in previous episodes, running a fund is a big deal. However, I go back to what my dad said. In my dad's story, he grew up in North Las Vegas, went to a ghetto high school, barely got into college, graduated with C's and B's in college, with two kids, had just been an entrepreneur his whole life, he just hustled and worked, and he told me this, Bridger, he said, throughout my experiences and the companies I ran, I figured out that I was I was good at managing the books of our company, I was honest. Money didn't really tempt me, I wasn't greedy, I didn't wanna steal from the company ever. And third was, he had finally built up the confidence in himself to say, you know what, I can do this. And, and no, you don't need to be a, a quantitative trader on Wall Street to run a fund. There are lots of funds out there that are flipping houses that are buying almond farms. Mine does debt. I do loans to entrepreneurs. They're very simple. They're relatively simple loans. I'm not doing that much quantitative analysis on my loans. But we've been able to find an alpha, find a niche for what we're lending and what we're doing. There's funds out there that all they do is they found a niche on Hollywood. They go find broke writers. They go and buy their, their plays or their movie series or TV series or whatever it is. They feel like they're good, they get legs, they buy the rights to them and then they can take them to Netflix, to HBO, to leverage them. That's their entire fund, that's all they do. If you feel like you're not up to the task, that's okay. Because traditionally, the way people teach you how to launch a fund is very daunting. If you've gone through our webinars or web class, we teach it in a totally different way using the fund launch formula. And I promise you, once you learn that fund launch formula, hopefully it'll take a few bricks off your shoulders like, oh, I could do this. I could figure this out. If other people are already doing this, why not you? I think that's one of the greatest questions you can ask yourself about anything in life. Why not me? All these other people are being successful, making money. They're doing well in their career. They're starting businesses. They're good in athletics. Why not me? What's so different about them and me is they have the confidence and the will to go forward and set the goal and the path. And maybe you don't start a fund this year or next year. That's okay. You've got an entire lifetime to prep and get ready and launch a fund. It's it's okay. You, there's no big overarching time stamp on our lives. You can have patience with it. And a lot of people in the back of their mind say, I wanna start a fund one day. And if you keep learning and applying what I'm teaching and using the principles and understanding what's going on, you'll be able to attract those types of people to you. I love, Tony Robbins has a great quote about this. He talks about how there's a part of your brain that's responsible of keeping out 99% of all stuff that would distract you. He goes, for example, have you ever bought a new car before, or looked at a new car, and I just had this, my, my business partner just bought a new Audi. And the moment he started talking to me about this Audi, it was going to be a silver Audi and all this stuff. I started to see silver Audis everywhere. Every time I got it, I'm like oh my gosh, my neighbor has one. And up the street, I was driving, I saw a silver Audi and I started to see silver Audis everywhere. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have felt the same thing. The same thing happens when you start learning about funds and syndicates is when you start learning about this world, You start talking to people and recognizing other people and other places and other niches you could build a fund for. So whether it's right now or in 50 years, that's okay. There's plenty of time on this planet. We've all got time out here. So whether it's today or in 10 years, that's okay. But just learning about the fund world attracts those type of people too. And the last secret I'll tell you is this, is there are a lot of people out there that have a dream one day of running a fund. There are people out there that have flipped houses for a while, done trading on the small scale, have worked on, maybe they've worked on Wall Street, or they went to Harvard, and they have this dream of, man, one day if I could be a fund manager, that would be incredible. However, they don't know the stuff you know. They don't know the stuff that we teach in this small corner of the internet we talk about. And when you go to them and say, hey, I'm setting up a fund, and I want you to be my chief investment officer, and they go, really? You go, yeah, we're setting. I got the money. I'm pulling another guy that's gonna raise the money. I'm gonna be kind of the middle management part. You're gonna, we're gonna have a quantitative person over here that does the investing. That's gonna be you. And maybe it's an account, whoever it is, people get drawn when you start bringing up that you're gonna launch a fund and you know how to do it and you're gonna set it up. And whether it takes you a little bit of time or a lot of time, it's okay, but you're gonna figure it out and be the leader. People get attracted to you. I think Elon Musk is one of the greatest examples of this in our world today, Elon Musk gets up on stage and says, we're going to Mars. And I don't know how to build a rocket. I don't know how to do jet fuel. I don't know how to do anything, but we're going to Mars. And guess who starts calling him? Engineers, rocket scientists, businessmen want to put money in. They all want to fuel the dream to go to Mars. Elon Musk says, we're going to make an electric car. We're going to make a cyber truck. We're going to make a roadster. We're going to make fuel cells that whatever for these semi trucks that go a thousand miles. He gets on stage and people love it. And they get behind him. And He says, honestly, he's like, I don't know how to do it but I can find the people who can do it. I, I love, there's one story from Henry Ford and Henry Ford is, uh, so he's in court and they're asking him, they, they say Henry, for pretty much negligence, Henry, you don't know how to build a car and you're putting people in these cars and they're crashing and dying. And they go, Henry, you, have, you are negligent. You don't know the first thing about building cars. And he goes, in this case, he goes, what I do have is I have a, a telephone on my desk and between those 10 digits on the telephone, I can call up anyone in the world that can build me and do whatever I do whatever they want for me and he said that is my power and the the court case was dismissed and it was a pretty cool quote of Henry Ford recognized I can't do everything but I have a phone I have the resource to find other people that can do it for me he had the dream and that's what we are as the fund managers the, as that top peak we have the dream we go out we have the mission and we can build people around us. No one does this alone. So if you feel like you can't do it for that last one, you can't do it. That's okay. No one does this alone. Find team members. If you feel like you need a Harvard degree, great. Go find a partner with a Harvard degree. If you feel like you can't raise money, go find a partner that can help you raise money. If you feel like I don't know what to invest in, go find some house flippers or people trading already. Test them out, test their models and find a good horse to back and build the team behind them. That's the power of what we're doing. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you like our stuff, give us a follow or subscribe, whatever it is for this video or whatever you're listening on. Um, Give us a review if you can. If you're interested in learning more, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. I actually have a live training on there that I do to teach you way more in depth about funds, talk about our mastermind program and how you can accelerate your learning in this process. It's been fun being on with you guys today and I will see you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you want to learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a $20 billion family of funds for an entire hour. And he did a full training on how he launched his fund, how to find investors, how to find your niche in that space. If you're interested, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. You can hop on that training for absolutely free. Listen to him for a full hour. It's an incredible training. And that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund. I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you on there. Bye.